Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Friend, we're back, and it's Sunday afternoon here at Moon River Ranch. I'm sitting here with my main man, Tata, Dennis McDonald. How you doing, Tata? I'm doing well. It's been a while. Yes, it has. Yes, I've been in I've been in Texas, and I was thinking the time that I went before the cedar pollen spiked. Yep. And I thought I was going to expire there for a time. <laughs> you thought you were going to be done for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then just recently I was there, and they were experiencing a hot a heat wave, and it was very hot there. Wow. And I played golf one time with a guy, and we lasted about noon, and that was it. Too hot. Just extreme. Wow. It felt like you felt like you someone opened the door to an oven. Wow, to the inferno. Friend, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but Harvey and Lewis are chowing down in the background and they're enjoying their afternoon meal and it is a beautiful Sunday afternoon here on the river. It's not been too hot today. And since it is Sunday, it must be Tuesdays with Tata. Absolutely. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good to be back. I'm sure the people have missed you, and we've, we've heard from a lot of folks that they missed you. And I played a, a replay Tuesdays with Tata last week, and people were commenting on the fact that they missed you. Glad to have you back, Tata. Thanks. What are we going to talk about today? What, I'm think, what we're thinking about is in Ephesians uh, chapter 6. But, if you, it, but the context of it is you have to think about the entire chapter or the entire book of Ephesians, is Paul is talking to the Ephesian church about being spiritual. Talking yep. about spiritual gifts, talking about faith and, and hope in Jesus Christ and our Lord. But he, then he reminds them in, in chapter 6 what the real battle is all about. Yep. And I won't, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, want, I just want to emphasize a couple of things. In chapter 6 of Ephesians in verse 10, Paul tells the, the Ephesian brethren to finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For, and then he tells us what it, sound, what it looks like. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Wow. What does it sound like? It sounds like a structure. It sounds like a government almost. It's highly organized. There's various levels. And so when, when and Jesus talked about it, when he would cast demons out, the demons would talk to him. Yeah, that's right. 
So they knew who he was. There is clearly, all throughout Scripture, we get this idea that there's a, a whole system of beings other than just God out there, and Paul is making us aware of that here. That's absolutely right. When we, and, and, and we, you and I were talking about this earlier, but sometimes when we, when we feel offended, we think someone offended us or, or treated us badly, that way it's not the person. It, we have to ask why. We have to search for the reason that they did that. Right. Yeah, because it may be the, the power behind that. That's right. Maybe Satan. And I have right. no doubt about it, it is. Yeah. So we're commanded to resist the devil, Absolutely. not to become these weird people who think they have authority over spiritual realms. Peter warns us about that, about That's not right. dealing with things we don't know anything about. That's right. But to resist the devil and he'll flee from us. That's right. And, and, I, and one of the things that I want to encourage everybody to do is give up trying to figure out who he is and what he looks like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's there. He's real. Yeah. And, he, and, and you hit right on it. Our job is very simple. Resist him and he will flee from us. That's right. Now, if we, if we listen to him, he will, he will destroy us. Look what he did in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. That's what, we see. That's what we see in our whole society right now, Dad, is people are succumbing to the easy thing, which is to fight against each other, to, to say, I hate that guy, or I hate that person's politics, or I don't agree with this, or I don't agree with that. We spend our whole time demonizing other people instead of loving them and praying for them and hoping that the Lord will break through to them, that's because that's right. of us have. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the, one of the things that the Apostle Paul encouraged us to do was to think more highly of the other person. That's right. And, and he even suggested that we outdo each other in pleasing the other person. Yeah. And one of the things that if you, if, and that, that all boils down to one thing, though, in my mind, is being thankful That's for right. who you are, what you have, and what kind of condition you're in. Yeah. And that's how, and, and if you place your hope in those things as opposed to something else, then you have the opportunity to make for eternal salvation. That's right. That's right. I just was on a podcast. And my book came out a couple of weeks ago. I was on a number of interviews and podcasts, and one of them was a, a show called Theology in the Raw, and this gentleman named Pre Preston Sprinkle, and his show is about theology, and, and we talked about suffering and how we build a theology, yeah. or how, how is God present with us in our suffering and all of that. But he's written a book about transgenderism and homosexual marriage and those really controversial topics, which we, we're not experts in and won't get into here. But the title of his book is People to be Loved. That's right. And the point that he makes is that, sure, argue about the scripturality of systems and decisions and things like that, but love people. That's right. Love them. And that's our job here. That's what Paul's getting at is we're not fighting against other people. We're fighting against sin that's in the world that's being that's right. being driven by spiritual forces. That's right. And our warfare is spiritual. That's right. And if we and if we if our, we equip ourselves and we put on and we know the scripture, we know what God said. But it, when we armor ourselves against the evil one, then we'll be able to win. That's right. And he gives us practical advice here against. So he sets this up by saying. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. Therefore, you need to be ready for the battle. And That's what does right. he do? He leads us into the armor. That's right. And the armor is 
once you understand what that is, therefore, Paul says in verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes on your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So if you have done all, and then if you, you need to take up the shield of faith, yep. then you can ext- extinguish the fiery darts that come from Satan. And, but at the end, it, it still encourages us to do one thing. Pray. That's right. Keep praying. That's right. Because he, he says in, in verse, down in that same chapter, in chapter 6, verse 18, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayers and supplications. That's right. So we, if we if we keep that posture, being and being in a prayerful posture, mm-hmm. and being thankful, then we can overcome Satan. That's right. And I don't want to gloss over the last two weapons that he gives us here. What are the other two? Before you get to prayer, there's two more. Yeah, the gospel, the helmet, the helmet to protect yourself against Satan. That's right. Helmet of faith, a shield of faith, field shield of faith. Belt of truth and a breastplate of righteousness. That's right. So we have the idea that we are arming ourselves with all these defenses against the spiritual warfare that he's given us. And all these weapons, all these things he's given us, the armor are defensive, the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness, the New Living Translation says, the shoes of the good news, a preparation of the gospel that prepares you to defend yourself against these attacks, and then the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil, and salvation is your helmet. And in another verse, I was trying to find it, the other place where the helmet of salvation is mentioned is in, yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5.8. He says, the helmet of the hope of salvation. Yes. Not just salvation, but the hope of salvation. Yes, yes. So that goes with hope is the first dose, right? Is <laughs> yes. this idea that the reason we are able to withstand all these attacks is because we have protecting our head, our mind, the hope of salvation. Yes. We don't hope, we're not optimistic for a particular outcome. We have hope in the person of Jesus Christ and the right. salvation That's and right. resurrection that He promises us. Right. And that's right. And and Paul reminds us throughout this whole 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 chapter of Ephesians to to have faith. That's right. To believe. That's right. And to have hope. That's right. And have hope in Jesus Christ. He, all this equipment that he's given us. He, he says you're in a spiritual fight, and friend, you are. I think you know if you've been going through any kind of massive thing in your life or paying attention to our society right now, you are in a spiritual fight. They're coming for your children. You can see it happening like mm-hmm. the, the war is on. That's right. And if you don't think it is, you're not paying attention and you're going to get swept away by it. So, so you are in a fight and it's a spiritual one. It's not against other people, although sometimes we have to fight people's behavior. Yes. But he gives us the tools and they're all defenses. That's correct. Except the last one. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The only offense we have is God's Word. That's it. It's not our muscles. It's not our money. It's not our might. No. It's His Word. That's correct. That's our reliance on Him. That's right. If we take, the, if we take a posture of, I can do it myself, mm-hmm. we'll fail. And I think it needs to be said, Tata, especially after the last couple of national elections, a lot of us evangelical Christians, I think especially... I think got reminded that our politics are not the same as our faith. That's right. 
And I think a lot of us got really disappointed after the last election and we felt like the world was coming to an end, that you know, the bad guys had won and all that. And we forget what Scripture plainly tells us, that God appoints kings. And we forget that we're not citizens first of the United States That's or some right. other country. We're citizens of the kingdom. That's right. And our battle is not of flesh and blood. That's it's right. It's a spiritual war. But then, but remember what remember what Solomon reminded us of in Ecclesiastes, that there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new. It just has a different under coat. The sun. It just has a different coat on. Harvey's saying amen. He wants to be part of this conversation. Yeah, We're that's let right. Him in. Yeah. Come Harvey on in, Lewis gentlemen. Making an appearance here on Tuesdays with Tata. Yeah. But I think it's fascinating that so so he takes us through this stern warning here in, in Ephesians 6, this stern warning that you need to be strong. This is uh, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power because you're weak on your own. That's right. That's right. And that's one of the things the secular worldview really clashes with Christianity in that the secular worldview tells you that you are enough. You're strong enough. You're good enough. You're brave enough. You're powerful enough that you that's can right. do whatever you want to. The Christian worldview says, no, my, his grace has to be sufficient because I'm weak. That's right. And I need his power. That's right. And if you don't have it, you're going to find yourself wondering why everybody else seems to think they're strong enough. But you're not. And that's going to hurt you. And so he gives us this stern warning, Tata. I love it that you brought this up today because we're all in August. And if you want to figure out, friend, how to go all in your life in a way that will actually make progress and get you unstuck and help you move forward, it's this. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. And in the next breath, He warns us that we're in a fight that we can't see with our eyes. That's right. That's we're right. in a spiritual a fight. spiritual battle. And then He gives us the tools and then he tells us about the, all of those organizations. That, to me, has always been, I have pondered that many times. And, but when I get to the part about the evil forces in the spiritual places, yeah. that takes me, that, that, that's a heavy thought. It is. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that we can't see, and it's above us. And C.S. Lewis said it well. He said, Christians worry <coughs> about these things. But the devil doesn't care if you think of him too much or you think of him too little. He's, he's happy either way. That's right. You spend your whole time worrying about him and being stressed <laughs> yeah. out about him or you th- don't think he's real. He's equally happy oh, yeah. because he's got you. If, if you know that your power comes from the Lord and that you are in a spiritual fight that he's yeah. going to help you win and you put the defenses on that he's given you and then you remember the only weapon you have is That's not right. your muscle, or your might or your money, but the power, the, the sword, the spirit, which is the word of God. And then it's interesting that he leaves us with, all of this is to tell you that your only real ability here is to pray. That's, that's correct. That's right. It's to pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. That's that reminds right. me of Luke 18, 1, when Jesus said, the, the, when Luke said, Jesus told his disciples a story so they would remember to always pray and never give up. That's right. So, so when should you pray? Always. <laughs> always. When should you that's, give that's up? Right. Never. That's right? right. And he says the same thing here. Be persistent in your prayers at all times and on every occasion. That's right. It's, because say, you go, if you go back and look, in the, and look at the example that we have in the Garden of Eden, yeah. Satan just asked Eve a question. That's right. He didn't make bold statements. Yeah. Did he God asked, really say that? Uh, did God really say that? Did he really say that? That's really the question the world's asking right now. Is God really real? Is the Bible really mean what it says? Was right. Jesus really God? Did he really say that? Maybe not. Then people are led away. That's by the right. question, just like they were in the start. And why are they led away? Because they have not prepared themselves That's to right. answer the question. That's right. 
if you don't have the good news of the gospel on your feet, that's right. To know what the truth is that's and right. the ability to use it as as a weapon when you need to. And that's not the same as saying beat people over the head with scripture. It's saying have enough of it in you that you know how to fight when the devil lies to you. That's right. That you know how to challenge things that aren't true. That's right. Because there is a truth. <clears throat> there is the truth. It's not your truth and my truth. No, it's, it's not. It is the truth. That's right. And, but, and it, so that is the whole point. And it's easy to understand how people are swept away when they don't have anything to hold on to. Yeah. So if, and this and Paul is giving us the what to hold on to. That's to hold right. on to the truth. That's exactly not, right. Not ask questions about it, but what is somebody said it a long time ago? What if, what if we find the truth? Search for what is true. That's right. Search for what is true. That's right. Not what is false. That's right. Search for what is true. I find it interesting that Paul's writing this letter about spiritual warfare. When he's in prison. Yes. <laughs> he's in jail. This is one of the four, what they call the prison epistles. So yeah. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. I'm sorry. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Not Galatians. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. Written by Paul while he's in a Roman prison. So he's literally in a, the middle of a fight for his life. He yes. could be executed. And he's telling us the war is not against the Romans. The war is against that's, the enemy, the spiritual correct. warfare. That's where the war is. That's right. So if you need an example in somebody's real life of how it's not the Democrats or the Republicans, it's not the Russians or the Chinese, it's the enemy. That's and right. we need to be prepared for the fight that's coming to us, which is always, did God really say that? That's it. That's the fight. Yes. And, and Satan is, is very much aware of that as he was then, that's right. today. He uses that today, just like it's not novel to him. It's not brand new, but it works for him. That's right. And friend, if you're suffering, if you're one of the new readers that's come because you heard me on Jesus Calling or because you've read the new book, Hope is the First Dose, if you're in the midst of that massive thing, you're going through something really hard in your life, if it's grief or bereavement or loss or whatever it might be, understand that spiritual warfare will come to you in the form of what your brain says to you after trauma and what the brain says to you after loss. And it'll be the same thing the enemy always says. It'll be, yeah, people are are telling you that God's going to be close to you when you're brokenhearted, but did God really say that? Uh, that's right. He's going to lie to you. Dad, you lost your wife. Yeah. And you heard some of those things. In oh, your absolutely. Head, absolutely. And what'd you do? You prayed in the spirit at all right. times on every That's occasion. Right. And my thought was, people. One of the one of the classic statements people make is, "I'm so sorry for your loss." Yeah. And my answer to that is, I, I didn't lose anyone. I know where they are. Yeah, that's right. We know where they are. We know where Mitch is. We know where Mom is, and James, and Rebecca, and all those people who have gone before us. But the thing is, it's so hard to remember when your brain is swirling with all that pain uh, oh, and yeah, all those absolutely. neurotransmitters and, and the enemy will get up in your head and he'll tell you, God doesn't love you. Or this was your that's fault somehow. Right. Or you that's missed right. something or you shouldn't that's have done right. that. Or, yeah. or you'll remind God of all yeah. the things that you did. That's right. And there's no resurrection. <laughs> no, and it's all, that's you know, correct. You really have lost her. That stuff will happen, friends. So we're just telling you that. To remember that even your grief and even your loss is a spiritual fight because the enemy will take your vulnerable state and try to discourage you and try to convince you that all is lost and hopelessness is really the deadliest thing that can happen to you. Absolutely. So don't lose hope. Remember the hope of the helmet of salvation is on your head to block out that's right. that stuff that's flying at you. That's right. And you can do it. You can fight it. And that's why we say hope is the first dose. Absolutely. 
And that's the only hope we have. That's exactly right. It's the only hope we have. It's all in August, Tata. So I think if we're gonna if we're gonna say that the secret to fighting the fight and the secret to understanding the fight is to know it's a spiritual one and not a battle against flesh and blood. And we know that the, the answer to, to surviving the fight is to arm ourselves and armor ourselves and then take up the truth. And we know that we're supposed to pray all the time and stay all in it. It's a pretty good example of what it means to be all in. That's right. Because this battle doesn't stop. No, it does not. So I'm 54 and you're 84. <laughs> Has it stopped? Does it, do I look forward to it stopping in the next 30 yeah. years? Yeah, uh, no. It's, it's just, and I, I recall it just vividly. Like it happened yesterday when we first moved to Alabama. Mm-hmm. I woke up one morning, it was like 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and I said, Satan, how did you find out I was in Alabama? I didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring you here. <laughs> yeah, he knew that. He followed you. Absolutely. That's right. Well, we got people on the prayer wall just this week talking about spiritual fights that they're in, and marriages that are in trouble, and kids that are astray, and, and financial issues, and all kinds of things. And we're just here to tell you, friends, that you can really find hope, that the, the promises of the Word really are true, but you can't know them if you don't ingest them. That's right. You, you can't have that hope of knowing what God's Word is and take up that sword to use it as, a, as part of the fight if you don't put it in your heart. you got to know it. That's right. That's right. It's like often... It's when we feel like that, we ha- that's what Paul meant. We take captive every, every thought. thought. Because, and that may be as simple as, is that you talking to God? Who's talking? Yeah. And so what did that cause you to do? Stop. It made you think. And made you ask questions yourself. That's right. That's 2 Corinthians 10.5. And that's the back half of a verse in which he says, we demolish Every stronghold, every argument that comes into contention with, against Jesus, and we take captive every thought. And the Greek there is just, the, I think it's storge. Is that right? I, I think of something like that. I need like to that. look that up. But let me just say, I'm not going to quote that right now. But the word refers to a citadel on a hill that had a perfect view of all the ground that could be used to assault it. And so that was a really powerful metaphor because they were used to sailing and seeing these big castles up on the hill, and it would be virtually impossible for an army to attack them. That's correct. Because they could prepare for it. That's right. And so the idea is these pretensions that the enemy gives us, these these ideas, these attacks of thought, did God really say that? Nobody loves you. You're alone. You'll never get over this. Those are strongholds that seem impossible to overcome because they sound so true to us. That's right. They sound so true. And Paul tells us the secret to overcoming them is to take your thoughts captive. That's right. And to say, wait a minute, I'm putting this thought, I'm biopsying it, and I'm putting it under, under the submission, into submission of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell right. him that thought is going to come under the blood of Jesus Christ because he's right. already told me that his promises are true. That's right. And he is for me, and he has a plan for me, and he has a yeah. resurrection for me. Yeah. And all those things are true. That's how you win that war. Yes, and, and, and I can tell you, and I, I think I've said this before, but, and I'm, I'm not immune. I hear Satan all day long. He says things to me. Yeah. But, but one of the things that I've learned to do is rebuke him in Jesus' name. That's right. And, and order him behind me. That's what our Lord did. Yeah. Now, the real question that somebody's going to ask when you say that is how do you hear, the, how do you know the voice of God and not the voice of the enemy? How do you know when 
a voice tells you something that it's the enemy or God. And John Bevere has spoken to this and written about it really nicely. He says, the Holy Spirit will convict. He will never condemn. That's right. He will call you out, but he'll never shame you. No. And so if no. you're hearing things like, oh, you're terrible, you're a loser, you're awful, you should just kill yourself, or you're never going to be okay, that's never from God. That's, that's right. never the Holy Spirit. Right. And He will speak to you in ways that are consistent with His Word. That's right. Well, that's like negative self-talk. That's right. Where, is it th- where do you think it comes from? That's right, from the enemy. Absolutely. Not just some chemical in your brain. But the, the problem is this. If you don't know what God's true words for your life are, then you don't know how to rebut them, rebut words that you hear that are not His true That's words. correct. So it That's comes right. back around to this arming yourself with the Word and being prepared. We call that prehab in my book. Uh-huh. We talk about this idea of putting all this good stuff inside you. That's right. So, and right. even Jesus said it, Dad and John, when He was leaving, He told the disciples that the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, is going to come and live inside you. That's it's right. better for you that I go and That's He right. come. That's right. Or if I don't go, He won't come. That's right. And He said that what He's going to do, the Spirit is going to remind you right. of all the true things I've told you. That's right. He's not going to make up new stuff to tell no. us. He's not going to say something that's contrary to Scripture. He's not going to shame you. He's going to remind you of what's true. That's right. That's right. And, and the voice that you hear in your head many times is a voice of accusation. That's right. It's not a, vo- it's not a positive voice. That's right. And the Holy Spirit everything. will not do that. That's right. I think that's a great place to land today, Tata. We've recognized that we're in a spiritual fight. We recognize that in order to win a spiritual fight, we need spiritual help. And the spiritual help comes in the form of the full armor of God and the weapon of the Word and the power of persistent prayer. That's right. And those things working together will give us all the tools we need. Peter says it plain. He, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, don't need, we don't need anything else. Nothing else. So, friend, it's time to go all in. And it's a perfect day to do it because we're sitting here on the banks of the river and we're watching the bald eagle fly by a little while ago and and we're looking at the beautiful things God has made and we know that this world is not our home and that we are in the midst of a spiritual fight. And so when it's time to go all in, Tata, when's it time to start? Start today. We start today. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker. Grace provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.